Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. And here we are back again with episode what will be five. That's right, five. And yes, I got it right so that Remington doesn't get it wrong. Just kidding. Remington, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, George. How about you? Ah, dude, I am loving life. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to edit the last episode. I had the opportunity to listen to the episode when it was edited. And then I went back and listened to it a third time. There are some really great gems for the listeners this week. Like, what was just kind of your general thought like i'm talking 50,000 foot level of EOS Marissa Smith episode 4 of the Wayfinding Growth podcast. Yeah, so, you know, as i talked about in the episode, i am no stranger to EOS and especially the book traction, but um right around the same time that i read it the first time, i saw Marissa speak at Inbound about it. And it's one of those things like the, so EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system is, is really like clever that that's what they called it <laughs> because, because it's one of those things that I don't think people really think about their business as an operating system. They just, a lot of times they think about their business as cash or they think about their business as service. And it's really one of those things that has to be a well-oiled machine. Overall, the podcast, I think Marissa talked about a lot of things and I really loved how she started to get really, really jazzed up about halfway through when she started talking about it. Um, it was, you know, it's pretty cool to see, but you could tell she's super passionate about that. Um, and I always thought she was a passionate person when she talked about marketing, but it's like she took it to that next level. Yeah, definitely. It was fun to really be part of that. And, and I even alluded in the last episode how I was part of a conversation that we had historically about that kind of marketing transition to EOS. Um, and I'll tell you my general thoughts. Actually, before my general thoughts, you just said something. I want to go a little sideways for a second. You said, uh, people think of their business in this way, in that way, uh, a couple of different ways that you mentioned there. And it's funny because if they're not doing something like EOS, if they're not implementing a system, if they don't have processes, they might actually think of their business as like a noose around their neck, right? Um, which mm -hmm. makes this episode uh, that Marissa did – and by the way, if you haven't listened to it, if you're listening this day right now for the first time, episode five, go back and listen to four because I think it's this type of system that you can put in place that does free you up to enjoy your business, that does in, uh, kind of free you up to do things that you – you might have before thought were uh, impossible to do. But here's my general overthought, general thoughts of the episode, really twofold. One, um, not that I haven't thought this before, but as we did the interview, I really started to uh, understand and realize how smart uh, Marissa Smith is just as a human being. Um, and man, she is a great example of following what you love to do, right? We just kind of alluded to the marketing, mm -hmm. to the EOS implementer uh, thing. Like I love people that have the the guts 
uh, to just kind of say, man, this is what I want to do. I'm not sure how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to go there. The other thing on general thoughts is EOS sounds like something to me that almost every business, and I'm not going to say uh, should do, but I think it's something that every business should at least try, right, um, to see yep. if it's a fit. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Remington? Yeah, to take that a step further, I think that every business and employee should understand. I And I haven't had a chance to read some of the other books. I've, done, I've read Get a Grip and Traction, but um, I know that they mentioned they've got another one for from the employee's point of view. And I think – Especially as, you know, everyone talks about millennials, whether that's pro or cons or any of those things. I think a lot of times people stop and a business owner may be too passionate about this is my business and the millennial may be, you know, may not realize that it's a business and I'm polarizing that. But it's one of those things that I think everyone understanding this whole operating system really starts to make it like, oh, like, I'm a cog in a wheel, but it's actually a cog in a wheel that actually affects change or does something. Um, and I think that any business and any employee needs to understand their place in it. And any business needs to um, make sure that they point out their vision, you know, so that so that people can really kind of grab onto something and run with it. Uh, and I think that the EOS or at least what I understand and, and from that, um, from Marissa's chat really talk, starts to talk about what that looks like and how she helps people get there. Yeah. Without vision, uh, you get nowhere. Actually, some say without vision, you're dead. You know, there's one other thing sure. that I remember from, uh, from the episode and, and I'm curious, Remington, if you remember the word that was used. Do you remember the word? Um, the one we need to go define. Yeah, no, the 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 <laughs> Scrabble word, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm trying to figure out. No, yeah, I, yeah. I remember we talked about it. So, uh, so it circuitous is that circuitous? Is, is that how you say it? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm you wondering. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering if any of the viewers, any of the listeners, have actually had a chance to use that in the Scrabble game. If so, tweet us out. I'm at George B. Thomas. He's at Remington Peg. By the way, if you're curious, it's C I R C U I T O U S is how you spell that for your Scrabble word. Navigational tools, Remington. That was a very interesting section. I went into this episode thinking it's EOS. There's why there, it's not like video. Video, of course, there's going to be tools. Podcasting, of course, there's going to be tools. I went into it thinking that there wasn't going to be any like things, but there's things. Right. Like, what were your thoughts on the navigational tool section? Sure. So, um, you know, the big the big thing being some of the tools that she says are available. Some of the ones you can, like the foundational tools. I think she said there are six or seven of them. Those obviously like a very big, um, a very big piece of it. But I know like the VTO is the Vision Traction Organizer, and it's funny because I could see that being a way that marketing agencies strategically plan out strategies for three month plans and long term goals and all that. So. The VTO, I think, is one of the biggest tools for us. And I know that we have like a PowerPoint presentation where we've built it out and modified it over the years. But um, that's probably one of the biggest tools that I know from Traction. But I loved that. Um, and this goes back to the inbound marketing, Marissa, her history and like being super on board with the marketing and the content. She whenever we asked her about resources, she didn't 
she didn't necessarily give her resources. She's like, go check out their YouTube, go check out their blog, go check out their their stuff. And that that reminds me of you know this this kind of content first mentality is as you say a lot of times in your talks, Wikipedia of your space. Like she's obviously built into this community about that. But the books are a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's funny because there's this thing that when you were talking about that, Remington, that hit my mind. And it's like you can either uh, send people to Google or you can be the human Google and and yeah. and pull resources from different places. And for sure, Marissa was doing that. Speaking of books, dude, I was like – I knew of traction and she's like, yeah, there's right. five books, you know, and, and so some of the listeners might not know like what's actually going on with these books. And so I just wanted to give like a, a little synopsis of what I would call the, the big three of them. There's more and we've linked in this episode's show notes, uh, to the actual books. By the way, in episode four, we linked to the downloads that Marissa mentioned. So you can always go over to wayfindinggrowth.com forward slash Four, it's that easy, the number four, not like F-O-U-R or F-O-R, the number four, uh, and get to that episode, which, by the way, you can do for one, two, and three as well, and probably episode 57 when we get there. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> traction, it's actually traction, get a grip on your business, which is funny yep. because in the episode we were talking about like the different colors, yellow and orange. Well, how about just the rest of the title like might actually help as well. Yeah, but, in, yeah. but inside this book, Traction, you're going to learn the secrets of uh, strengthening the six key components of your business. You'll discover simple yet powerful ways to run your company that will give you and your leadership team key point there. We'll talk about that later. More focus, more growth, and more enjoyment. I think we mentioned that at the beginning of this. Based on mm -hmm. years of real-world implementation in thousands of companies, the Entrepreneurial Operating System – Hashtag EOS is a practical method for achieving the business success you've always envisioned. And then after that, she mentioned the book Rocket Fuel, which is actually Rocket Fuel, the one essential combination, uh, which, which is an interesting title, but in Rocket Fuel, it detail, it details the, uh, integral roles of the visionary and integrator and explains how an mm -hmm. effective relationship between the two can thrive. You'll also get advice to help visionary-minded and integrator-minded individuals uh, um, how to get them to find one another. Uh, when these two people come together to share their natural talents and innate skill sets, this is a little buzzworthy. Like I got well, yeah. buzzwordy. But anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get your thoughts here in a second. Um, I, I sort of get what this one means, but this one feels very salesy versus the the first book, Traction. I totally got what they're saying. Uh, they they have uh, the power to reach new heights for virtually any company or organization. Of course, they do. Uh, last but not least, and not last because there's five books, but the last one I want to talk about was Get a Grip, an entre entrepreneurial fable. That sounds a little exciting. I like a fable here and there, um, but filled with familiar situations, real world characters, uh, and detailed, fully applied tools, get a grip vividly illustrates the right way to implement EOS in an enjoyable fable format, making it easy for you to translate this story into results for your own business. That sounds like the George version 
<laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, here, have the kid version. I mean the George version uh, <laughs> of, of the whole methodology. What are your thoughts on these books? Did you immediately say to yourself I, – I know you're, you're, we're kind of built the same. Like, crap, I've got a lot of reading to do. Um, yeah, I've actually – so you got me hooked on this whole audio book thing. So I went, crap, I have a lot to listen to um, instead of just reading, uh, especially with a two-year-old at home. I can't I can't read at home anymore. That was nice while it lasted. Yep, but um, yep. so Traction. Yeah, I'll start with Traction. So Traction, it was like methodology, like to the nth, um, highlighted pain points and issues. And again, that's the one I mentioned that I've read six going on seven times now. And I've picked up a different piece of that um, at, you know, any given step in the entrepreneurial life cycle that we've gone through with impulse. So when, you know, when things were down, I read it and I read about issues that hurt and could find ways to solve it. Um, you know, and then when things are up and you're in the growth cycle, it's trying to figure out, all right, how do I delegate and elevate type thing? Um, and one of the biggest takeaways I had from traction in general um, across all of it is the right people in the right seats. And like, do they, are they, do they want it? Are they capable of it? You know, were the two, the two big things to kind of identify where they were. And it was a huge exercise and another one of those tools that I believe we referenced in episode four. So traction's huge. I it's funny, I just went out to the bookcase to see whether I had it because I have four or five copies and I believe they're floating around um at with different agencies and different uh companies that I've talked to because as soon as they start talking about issues, I'm like, mm, you should uh you should probably read this. And I I stick a big fat sticker in there saying, Remember, I gave you this book, um, because I'll call it back one day. Sounds like if you're listening and you have my book and you're not reading it, you should provide it back. But uh, but yeah, so traction's traction's fantastic. The funny thing with the rocket fuel, um, visionary versus the integrator. This is very much Rachel, my mm. wife and myself, right? Mm. So I'm the guy that's like, ooh, idea, squirrel, like yeah. figure this out. And Rachel's like, pump the brakes, right? And I think that a lot of a lot of people who are, you know, you know, if they go into business with their significant others, there's there's going to be that, oh, I think of all these different things. And then there's the people that actually like try and put everything together. Rocket Fuel kind of addresses that because there's also, it's a two-sided coin. You can be, they can work really well together, but if they don't understand each other, then that can be kind of catastrophic too. So um, I started listening to that one. I hadn't finished that yet. Get a Grip, The Fable. Um, this was like real world stories about other people. I've heard. I've not read this one, but I think what it does, and they did really well. If you think of this from an inbound marketing point of view, they talked methodology. They talked about major issues that the people have to like address. And then now they're talking about like real life case studies and they made them all books. So imagine someone that goes through and reads all five of those books. Can you say ready to pay? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They realize it's work. You know what I mean? So they did really well there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned you got to have somebody to, there to pump the brakes because if you know me, my wife always says that I have too much gas. Hey, oh, take that however you want to. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, 
Wayfinding Growth Community, I have a question for you. Remington has a question for you. Actually, the whole team behind our podcast has a question for you, and that is, and I'll go off of the word that Remington used when he talked about our PowerPoint deck is that we've modified it over the years. How have you modified EOS to your company? What tools are you using? We'd love to know. We'd love to give you a shout-out. We'd love to talk about how you're getting your own success. Another way that you could get some success if you are a HubSpot user, because this week's episode is sponsored by our HubSpot Launchpad Workshops at Impulse Creative. If you're a HubSpot user or you're thinking about starting to use the HubSpot tool and you want to hit the fast forward button or gain more ROI, that's return on investment, people, that you have historically with the use of it, then give us a call. I'll give you the link to the page. It'll be in the show notes. We can come out. We'll do a one or two day Launchpad Workshop and get you rolling Rolling in the deep. Isn't that a song? I think that's a song. Rolling in the deep. I'll have to check it out. Anyway. I thought it was rolling on the river. Oh, there's that one too. I wonder how many <laughs> rolling songs. There's gotta be one about rolling with a doobie. That's for Marcus Sheridan of the sales line right there. Cause he used to say that word in the hubcast all the time. Let's move on he to. He still does. <laughs> he still does. <laughs> that's funny. Let's move on to charting the course, Remington. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on charting the course in the episode with Marissa Smith on EOS? I really liked, um, the two things that she talked about were like how to bring it up, how to bring up the issue that you think that the business needs improvement. And, you know, we talked about it about from the employee point of view, but also from the owner point of view. So going back to my visionary, like pump, you know, pump the brakes. Oh, I got a new system. I think it'd be really cool. And then is that just one new thing or are we getting adoption from everyone? So I really liked how she talked about bringing someone in for that initial conversation to get everyone jazzed and excited about it, regardless of whether you chose her or another implementer for that matter to kind of dig in. It, you know, it kind of, kind of speaks to get everybody on the same page and understanding from the horse's mouth about what could be and then see whether that's the direction that everyone wants to go. Um, that also kind of tied in and, and, you know, I keep going back to the inbound talk from Darmesh, um, last year where he talked about vectors, you know, I think it was an Elon Musk conversation he had or lining oh, yeah. all the vectors. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's 100% the same language that essentially is trying to happen in that, that initial meeting. So I thought that was really, really cool. The second one, I think the value of an implementer, right? Because you get, it's almost like a mediator, I feel like. And I thought it was really cool how she said, you know, she's more the proctor or the person facilitating. She's not like the one telling everyone what they should be doing because, as she put it, the answer is already in the room. So, you know, that's one thing that regardless of whether you get an implementer or not, make sure you realize and you give everyone in the room um, the opportunity to speak up because a, a breath that was given to talk could turn into the next great idea or something that no one really thought about. Yeah. You know, it's funny you brought up the Elon uh, Musk. I'm going total sideways, by the way, listeners and viewers. That's cool. You brought up Elon Musk and Darmesh. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if I ever find myself in a room with Darmesh and Elon Musk and, and maybe, maybe add in, you know, I don't know, one other person like, I don't know. It could probably be anybody. It, it, it could be like, I don't even care. Like and a third solo. person. 
Well, Han Solo couldn't happen for real. <laughs> I almost wanted to say Jerry Garcia, but that would be um, way over the top. But anyway, actually, maybe even just those two. I, I think after being in a room and being able to talk to them and download a little bit of their brain, I'd be like, okay, pack it up, boys. It doesn't get any better than, than that right there. Sure. Uh, that's a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So my two things were um, – and the one is really just super simple, and I think it's actually the key to almost anything that we're successful with in life is a get started. Like, yep. go. Hit the gas. Don't be afraid of the gas. And and I liked how Marissa Smith talked about no matter if it's the down and dirty way um, or if it's the base camp way that she mentioned or if it's a full-blown EOS implementer uh, strategy, uh, just start getting going uh, and, and the entire leadership team, uh, get them focused on those key, six key metrics, um, and find out if it's a right fit or not. And Remington, it's funny, you, in your section there a hot minute ago said, you know, bringing somebody in to like get that buy-in. Um, the other part that I'll add to what you said is, and, I, and I've always said this, it's hard to be a preacher in your own town. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because they know who you are, they've known you since you were Billy, like six years old. And now right. you're behind the pulp and they're like, oh, I remember when Billy stole a sucker from the grocery store. Um, and so <laughs> it's funny because you might want to do this EOS uh, thing, but because they look at you as, you know, Bobby in HR or Johnny, the CEO, like it's just hard for you to be the preacher on this one. And so that's with any workshop. Even if it was our HubSpot launchpad, like any workshop, that's really kind of almost the number one thing that it's supposed to do is be able to get that buy-in um, and get that going. So for sure, that was super interesting to me. Um, and here's the thing. I loved the part when we started to talk about you don't have to be the owner or a leadership member to create this change. And I even kind of jokingly said, look, buy a book. Uh, and gift it to their wife or their husband uh, so that it ends up on the end table. And if there's one thing out of this whole podcast, however many episodes we do, um, and really drilling into it right now is I want everybody to realize that they can be an agent of change uh, in their little section of the universe. So I really liked that part. Uh, I like that, like that part. So Remington – you know, I'm a big, big, big Bermuda Triangle <laughs> fan. Uh, but we kind of, we, we try to figure out ways how to hack the Bermuda Triangle. What were your thoughts on this section when, and she had a ton. Like there was, if, yeah. if you go back and rewind episode four, just the Bermuda Triangle part, there's like, <laughs> There's quite a few hidden gems. Remington, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, the the thing where people can get really caught up um, is that they worry about feelings too much. And I don't mm. mean that from the the boss that doesn't care about anyone or the, you know, the guy that's the guy or gal that's super harsh. Right. What I mean is that I think sometimes we over um, we overthink bringing up things to create a conversation and you know and sometimes we get we get stuck in this analysis paralysis whether we should open oh, our yeah. mouth and and she she talked about that in a couple different ways and the cool thing is figuring out tools that we can use and we meaning anyone you know in order to kind of break through that and i think it's as simple as 
you know, this is a very conversational way of sharing EOS right now, this episode, episode four and episode five. But, you know, the other way to do it is the book. And then the other, you know, the other ways to do it, I'm sure if you talk to an implementer, then you'd be totally good. Mm. But when you, but if let's say you're getting started and you know that there's a problem and you feel like there's a noose around your neck, which was one of the conversations that we had um, previous, then say something to someone else in the organization. If it's to the point where you feel that way, you need to have some candor and talk about it because you're going, you're not, you don't have to suffer alone. And chances are, if you feel there's a noose around your neck, someone else either sees that or feels that too in your organization. Sorry, mm. that was super deep. Mm. I almost feel like I don't even have to share anything after that. <laughs> My goodness, but I will, but I yep. will. Um, for me, it came down to stay focused. And when I say stay focused, I mean laser focused. And the way that she kind of talked about this in my mind where I pulled this out of was, uh, you can't be going into this all half arsed, right? Well, which it's, yeah. I just kind of modified that last word. I was going to say half butt, but you know, you, you can't go in like, you got to go full throttle. Um, and you, right. and another way that she said this, which I thought was interesting is you got to make sure that everybody's rowing in the same direction versus rowing in different directions. Again, it goes to the buy-in, but the buy-in is the focus being laser focused on the tactic that you're trying to pull in here. So, I mean, that, that to me was just super dope, super useful, especially in our society right now. Like it's so hard. Like I know both of us, we're like, squirrel dudes like um there's a lot of people like that out there and so when it comes to this when it comes to the system the processes the thing that you're going to do for your business you gotta at least kind of focus put blinders on it and be laser focused that's where that north star thing for us is right is it a north star metric is it a vision of something are you painting the picture for your your staff to see it um i think that if you don't have a north star metric or you don't know which direction you're trying to go, then it causes real issue. Um, and using using this, uh, it's funny that she says rowing in different directions. Now I have to figure out whether that was something in, in the book but um, or in one of the books for that matter. So I explained in more of the tumultuous time at Impulse, I explained that it has felt like we were on a boat with paddles like River Rapids. And then now the design of what we want to be is very synchronized in a very long, you know, kind of, I forget what the, is it crew? Where everyone's yeah, rowing in the same direction? Yeah. Yep. So, so going from the, like, imagine that. Imagine going down a river rapids using your oars to slow you down and, like, point you in the right direction. It still works. You still get where you need to go. But then also crew where everyone's very synchronized and moving in the same direction. Same thought process as the vectors. And that is what traction really helps you to do um, overall. So that, that was a big thing. Understanding you need that. I think is one of the biggest issues in the Bermuda Triangle is the people are too busy to stop and think. Yeah. And by the way, just so everybody knows, we are continuing with episode five, our Scrabble theme, because Marissa started it. Remington just busts out at least a 37-point word, tumultuous. Tumultuous. Rewind it. Listen to it. You've got some <laughs> Don't bad ask me to spell it. Scrabble words. <laughs> 
I put it in our document, and Spellcheck did knock it out, but I'm not going to bet that it's right. It could totally be a different word. I always <laughs> love Spellcheck when they're like, I know all the words in the ling- English language, and this looks like none of them. I'm like, thanks. I feel great. But anyway, you know what makes me feel great today, Remington? Is Captain Killing It section of our podcast. Uh, what do you got for us this week? Like, do you know anybody out there that on the internet is really killing it in a good way? Or maybe that you've seen that is like killing it as in, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So, really? Like, th- wow. There's a lot of wow reallys for me. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to like, we're gonna have an avatar. His name's Joe Bob Jim Bob. Right. Because you can't track that down to an individual. Well, oh, I like that guy, <laughs> maybe. But but like imagine the disclaimer that um, that this guy, is, you know, I think it's like at the end of Law and Order, they have like does not represent a real character. Anything else is. Are we talking about 40 percent of the LinkedIn community? Yeah. <laughs> are, are we talking about 40 percent of the LinkedIn so, community? I'm just asking. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so a big, a big issue that I see is, you know, time and time again, and half the reason I think half the people on Twitter are on Twitter is, um, to either poke the bear or to have conversations about politics. Now there's time and a place for politics and business, polarizing views about something mm. as a employee or a business is going to polarize people's view on you. So like I have seen a handful of tech founders being very very abrupt yeah on social and you have to think about how that affects all of the people underneath you now you could have 100% buy in of your thought your beliefs you know as a company but you're representing your brand I think you have to be very careful and I'm not telling people to hush up but I think that there's a lot of people who polarize things or get so crazy about stuff that could really cause future issue and loss of opportunity on both sides of the coin. No one's specific, but I know that there are some I've seen this week a lot. And for some reason, I don't think it's that big a deal in regards to other political things going on that other than being a lit fuse. So don't be a lit fuse. Be a captain killing it and just kick ass at your business rather than worrying about things you cannot directly affect today. Yeah, and if you're wondering, what does he mean by a lit fuse? He's basically just saying, don't be a douchebag. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. You know, and and here's the thing. There's a time and a place, people, and the tweeters, my Facebook and LinkedIn and anywhere else that you think is a public platform, it might be – not the time and place. Just saying, you know, as we yeah. close this out, Remington, I, I got some closing thoughts. I'm sure you do too. You know, I sure. love, I love how Marissa shared the story of, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, the people who are viewing this on our YouTube channel, which by the way, you should go and hit subscribe so you can get these automatically can see my please. air quotes. Yeah, please. Uh, but uh, the people who are listening, hey, you're probably climbing Mount Everest or uh, flying a jet plane, which is cool because we know you're awesome like that. But I love when she told the story of, hey, I just want a vacation or, hey, I just want to be home when the when the kids get home versus like this. I want to grow a massive company. I want to have uh, 150 employees like no, no, no. There's there's. This EOS, this system, this processes, the businesses that you're building and running, they can equal like small 
what might seem very humble but very gratifying and freeing goals, right? And and she even mentioned like uh, listing out those goals and being able to say, and I love this. I love this part. Like it's probably my favorite part of the po- podcast where she goes, because you, you could feel her joy in it where she says, hey, we did that. And it's just that sense of uh, being able to visualize the goal, being able to feel the completion of the goal, and realizing that now you can get amped up for the next journey of the goal that you've set before you because obviously you're this type of person who is creating that. I really love that part of the podcast. Remington, fine, sir. What about you? Yeah, so uh, I'm with you 100% on that. Like. It doesn't like your goals, your North Star could be personally or professionally completely different than the companies as long as they align. Um, and vacation, I can relate to. You know, we've been hustling like crazy, hashtag hustle, hashtag grit, hashtag trying to be human, you know, that whole thing. That could be just a general goal that one person has. So totally, totally on board there. The other thing is she kept bringing it up um, and she brought it up a couple times that it's a long process. I think she said it. How did she say it? She said, it took a long time to get yourself in this position. Don't expect to get out of your, this position, you know, in a month or in two months. Like it's a learned, it's almost like a learned thing. It's, you have to, you know, habitually put yourself out of it, um, in general. And that's not just you, that's your entire organization. So it takes time. She referenced year or two, a couple times to hit goals. I'm sure, um, if you read traction, you know what rocks are. Rocks, of course, would not be two years out in some cases. But realize, as with anything good, it takes time. You know, it's funny, Remington. Like, I think about, like, look, you've been eating jelly donuts for eight years. A week's worth of walks? <laughs> It's not going to cut it. Look, uh, Wayfinding Growth Community, we want to know what were your major takeaways? What did you like about the show? Let us know. It's wg at impulsecreative.com. We'll send right to Remington and I with those. We'd like to look at them, think about them. It's all about learning and growing together. You know, hey, here's the deal. We need to set sail. Any parting words, Remington, before we close this out? No, I'm going to pull a... uh I'm going to pull a card out of um, DG and DC's playbook from Seeking Wisdom. I want to see I want to see who can give us our first review. So that's my challenge. He says six stars. I'll settle for five. But tell him what you think about this. It would be really helpful for us. Yeah, definitely go over to the iTunes, leave a rating, a review. Look, Remington said five. Shoot. I'll take four. Uh, I'll just take like – I'll take the Leave worst. Leave us a review. Yeah, we love it. But here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for engaging with us. Thanks for your listenership. Um, if you have questions on any of the topics that we cover or you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, make sure you reach out. He's Remington at ImpulseCreative.com. I'm George at ImpulseCreative.com. Let us know where you're trying to navigate your business. If you're watching this on YouTube, I already said it once, but hit that subscribe. Hit the bell for instant notifications if you're listening on your favorite podcast uh, app make sure you go over to iTunes leave us a rating and review or (laughs) the best thing you could do for us is just look over at the person next to you on the subway or your friend or a family member at dinner who might be also trying to do this thing called business and let them know about us as well until next time I'm George B. Thomas and he is Remington Begg and we're saying leave the dock of mediocrity and set sail into the future success success